And I'm Nikisha, and this is Talking Horror with Jamie. And Nikisha. Where we share our love for spooky spook things and talk horror through the lens of human behavior. Well, welcome everyone. All the fireworks, all the things, all the things that happen in the night. Because today we are talking about the 2024 supernatural horror film, Night Swim. weird to hear you say like 2024 like this is our first like official horror movie release of the new year yeah. last year it was Ooh. megan and this oh, year yeah. it's the two blumhouses yeah um that's fa- that that that's i'm i'm a spoiler <laughs> not excited about this one but like i'm excited to get the year started with these you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's some real good ones out there coming absolutely yes because i also didn't realize that this is the first film that includes blumhouse and also jason uh sorry james wan's production yeah. company atomic atomic monster, monster. their yes, official yes. merger yeah, which I did mm-hmm. not realize that they were merging, and I didn't realize this was first on the docket. So <laughs> excited to discuss this. But Night <laughs> Swim uh, is directed by Bryce McGuire in his feature di- directorial debut. And uh, also what I didn't know is that this was based off of the 2014 short film of the same name by McGuire and Rod Blackhurst. And uh, this stars Wyatt Russell and Carrie Condon. And uh, like we said, it is a combo of Blumhouse and Atomic Monster. So we'll get into all things that are night swim. <laughs> also, I don't know how to swim, so I thought this would hit me differently. But mm. we'll get into it when we get into Likes and Gripes. <laughs> Heavy spoilers for this movie if you have not seen it. It just came out uh, this weekend as we are recording this. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's your vibe... Maybe listen to us first, see what you think about it, and then if you want to go see it, go see it, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> just putting it out there, uh, yeah. heavy spoilers uh, mm-hmm. for this. And Jamie, give us the trigger warnings for this movie. Yeah. I mean, kind of like what Nikisha said, if you can't swim, if you don't like the water, this might this might freak you out a bit um, yeah. or a lot. I, I don't know. I can't speak for you. Uh, 
<laughs> there is um, there is child death in this. So for mm-hmm. those who listened to my prediction about horror movies featuring child deaths this year, we got one um, on the docket. Um, uh, yeah, that's a weird ch- thing to be like yeah. checking <laughs> off. But like, hey, yeah, yeah. You, made, you made the <laughs> 2024 <laughs> prediction and we have to keep track. Yeah. Um, so it's on the bingo card. <laughs> It's on the bingo card. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Oh man, we should make a talking horror bingo card. Actually, oh, yes, that's a that's, good idea. That's a oh, great man. idea. Okay, okay, yeah. this is great. I'm gonna I'm gonna think about what should be on this card. Um, yes. So it is. <laughs> so yeah. So there is child death. There's um, like other potential child death. There are drownings. Uh, there are creepy monsters. Now I'm just thinking of a bingo card like <laughs> rules. Countdowns. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, like, we'll like flesh it. it out. I'm. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. This flesh is a it fun. Out. This is a oh, a fun project. Um, there is a uh, sacrifice. There is uh there is dark mm. dark water. Um, mm-hmm. water of different colors. Um, like dirty pools. If that <laughs> freaks you out. <laughs> um. <laughs> Fair. That's absolutely fair. I don't Honestly, like dirty. I don't movie, like dirty, dirty tubs or this pools. This movie is a reminder of like I. I used to really want to have a pool in my backyard as a kid, but as Same. an adult, there's nothing. The upkeep and like trying to keep things from getting in it, like all of that, just miserable. And that's not even the worst thing that happens in this movie. So. Uh, <laughs> Did I miss any? Um, I mean, there's also references to like health, like serious health issues, like MS. Yes. Um, yeah. But is there anything else? Did I mention sacrifice? You did. Love, sunken place. Love is sacrifice. <gasps> the sunken place. <laughs> uh, literally. <laughs> literally. I don't, I, uh, literally the sunken place. Oh, if you don't like pool parties or, you know. <laughs> or playing chicken in the pool. Chicken in the pool or. Or striking out. I don't know. <laughs> Marco Polo. Baseball. You, yeah, if you hate yeah. Marco Polo, if you hate baseball. Yeah, I don't know. But if you hate, um, what was that jelly cake pudding thing that oh, that the, woman oh, bought? the jello, bun, the rum, rum cake. Bun. Yeah, rum yes. whatever it was. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I was like, that's not rum cake. What? That's just jello. Yeah. Also, oh, there mm-hmm. are th- there are some like cuts that happen to people. Some some oh, gashes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, gashes. So there's a little bit yeah. of blood in this movie. Um, totally. And some glass, you know, entering body oh, parts. And if water really makes you have to pee, then like <laughs> this is not for you. I did um, pee in the middle of this movie. <laughs> she did. She did leave to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm sure you didn't miss anything. Yeah. Do you know how much you... she 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 went to pee? Mm-hmm. During the um, little league scene, yeah, where oh. so she missed the kids like striking out or whatever. Whenever him I have to pee in a movie theater, I always pick a moment of like levity because I don't want to miss the scares and I don't care right. about what happens in between the scary bits. So I was like, nothing's gonna happen right now. It's daytime, so I'm yeah, gonna take a little break. Totally. This movie's called Night Swim. <laughs> nothing's gonna happen during the day. During yeah. the day, yeah. <laughs> that is a great point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the name of the movie is a big spoiler. <laughs> yeah. Swim, yes. Fantastic. Okay, well, before we get into everything, I'm sure you guys are already um, realizing our opinions about this movie uh, before we get into it. <laughs> but producer Brian, can you please give us some words? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. Um, we are super excited to get started on this year of horror movies. Um, 
there's so much good stuff coming out. You can listen to our uh, 2023 recap to we talk about what we're excited for. Um, but to follow us along for this year, if this is your first time listening or if you're you're a dedicated listener, um, follow us on any social media. Um, we are on uh, TikTok at Talk Horror Pod. We are on um, Instagram. We are on Twitter. Uh, check us out on all those social media platforms. Uh, we're reviewing movies that we're not reviewing here. We're doing fun lists and countdowns we're watching trailers on there um we're just doing a lot of fun stuff there, all focused on horror uh and you know like um gory thrillers and action movies and stuff like that so check us out there um super super fun stuff happening there um we're 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 trying to get to 20k uh we're 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 four thousand away so help us Ooh. out oh my god that's so close that's so yeah, exciting yeah. very cool Props to you, producer Brian, for the upkeep of the social medias thank because you, that you. is a job in and of itself. And it thank is. you it's guys fun, for following. It's yeah. very fun. Good. Um, yeah. Cool. Fantastic. Well, have yeah. you guys watched uh, anything new or I guess like new to you? I mean, we're just only, what, seven days into the new year, but. Yeah. Nothing Nothing new horror-wise mm-hmm. um, because we did something crazy. We were starting Uh-oh. something crazy. <laughs> Um, we have never watched a single episode of this and we decided to binge watch all 30 something seasons. Uh, we're, we're, we're going to, we're getting into survivor. (gasps) Oh my God. Okay. We, we, so we did our research and we have a very good friend. He doesn't listen to this podcast, but I'm still going to shout him out. Hey, Joe. Um, Uh, no, now who, he's going to listen. Yeah. Right. Who has been asking us that to watch it. He thinks we would really enjoy it because he knows that we are huge and avid uh, The Amazing Race fans. Like, oh, yeah. Total diehard Amazing Race people. Okay. Which we really started binge watching pre-lockdown but finished it out and had a lot, obviously a lot more time during lockdown. And we just got very into it. So he suggested that we start with season 28 um, which is just a very good, solid season okay. to make us like fall in love with the gameplay and, and the show. And we really enjoyed it a lot. So now we're not going to skip around. We're going back to season one with Richard Hatch. We know mm-hmm. what happens. But we, we, we really liked watching the evolution of the gameplay of Amazing Race over all 30-something seasons. So I'm really yeah. excited to see it happen um, over uh, over the course of all the Survivor episodes. And so that's what we're going to be doing over the next, like, year, essentially. We picked our show, if that makes sense. Like, if we're not watching yeah. a horror movie or there's no, like, new Wednesday season or, you know, something yes. like that, like, this is, this is going to be that in-between show that, like, we watch at lunch, you know, or, like, I don't really feel like watching horror and I don't really want to start a movie or a new show. Like, let's just watch the next Survivor episode. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're nuts. That's super exciting, though. There are a few <clears throat> cast members who are um, avid uh, Survivor people and, like, will get together and watch oh, it cool. every every week. So yeah. I'm excited to hear what you guys think of the series. I only know what um, – remember the VH, uh, VHS show that would just talk about, like – 90s and rewind or like 80s or like I love the 80s, oh, I love the yeah. 90s and stuff like that. Wait, VH1, not VHS. Wow. I'm thinking of horror. <laughs> it's a horror podcast. I'm thinking of VHS. My God. 
<laughs> Actually, mm-hmm. I know I know the next VHS movie is going to be like outer space. A Ooh. VHS reality show one like oh, that would, would be, cool. be awesome. Yeah. Who do you got to talk to, Brian? That's a fantastic idea. Mm. I mean, I'll get next, that out there. Next year at Comic-Con, Comic-Con when they have the, <laughs> yes. the panel, I'll be like, listen. Excuse this me. One's Hello, Shother. The first one's free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then put put me on the writing team and then, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, go exactly, from there. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's the only thing I know about Survivor because they would throw up clips just about like uh, past seasons of people doing crazy things or, yeah. you know, like um, if they win a challenge, they could like get a, a can of peanut butter and they were like so happy that they like got to eat yeah. peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Like it's wild. Was, it's yeah. wild. It's very cool. It's, it's interesting because it's way more cerebral uh, in terms of like, it's way more talking on mm. Survivor than on Amazing Race, which is more, I would say action oriented, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, that, but I like that. It's the two sides of it, if that makes sense. For sure. Um, so that's cool. And then, Nikisha, I promise this year <laughs> I'm finally going to finish the last season of The Walking Dead, like the <laughs> the original series. Yes. I'm, I'm considering getting into Fear the Walking Dead because oh, I hear it gets really good halfway through. Okay. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to watch like Daryl Dixon in France right. and like <laughs> the New York one because I do want to watch the movie that they're coming out with this year. There's a movie? Oh, I didn't my know there was a God. Movie. They're making a Walking Dead like made for TV movie, but I don't want to say what it is because I don't want to spoil anything for you, Nikisha. If you're yeah, no. It. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now I will watch a movie, you know, if there's, there's yeah. a little too, too many seasons for me and maybe I'll get back into it. You let me know how it ends and then I'll decide sure, if I get back you, into it. If you want to enjoy the movie, you have to get through like season. I forget what it is. Something happens crucial in one of the seasons that okay. the movie is going to be based on. So you have to get to a certain point to truly great. Like, get, uh, like I, I appreciate the movie a little bit more, I would say. Yeah, let me know because I already yeah. ended on like or started season seven, I believe, or whichever one that spoiler yeah. alert that Glenn dies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I you need to get through. Yeah, like, 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 like. I think you need to get through to like nine or ten. Okay, challenge accepted. Yeah. I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Well. Let's talk about it. This is why you're here, people. We're talking about Night Swim. And you know what? We got to get a plot summary. We I sure totally do. forgot that <laughs> I, I have to do did. the plot summary. Yep. <laughs> What's the plot? Oh, boy. All right. So, Producer Oof. Brian, you are, in fact, on the hook for giving us a two-minute, that's two-minute okay. plot summary yeah, about yeah. Night Swim. <laughs> All right, cool, cool, cool. You got whenever, it. Whenever, whenever you just count me down, you count me in. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be treading water here. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'll get all your water, puppy. Be prepared, folks. We're, yeah. we're <sighs> gonna get wet wild here. Yeah, get <laughs> wet wild. Mom. All right. Oh, I did Ready? like that. There was a slip and slide in this film. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> agreed. Please, please include that in your two minute summary. Thank you. Yeah, I will. Um. All right. Ready. Yeah. Set. No. Go. Okay. The film starts in 1992, uh, where we find a young girl in this house at this pool. Spooky things start happening to her when she goes to the pool to try and get her brother's toy, um, and she drowns. 
uh, they don't find the body. She's a missing person. Okay, then flash forward to year the you know in the present day. Um, there's a family called the Waller family. The Waller family moves in. It's a a, a a mother who is going to be working at the local school. Um, she is going to be an admin while she's studying to be a special ed teacher. Then you have the husband who has just been recently diagnosed with MS. He was a professional baseball player. So that's really messing with like his psyche, his ability to take care of his family, his purpose in life. Then you have two kids, the older girl um, who is more social, better at things. And then the younger son who just is kind of struggling to find his own place. He wants to be a baseball player like his dad. And he's just not like, not the best. Anyway, they they end up getting that home because the father wants to do more of his physical therapy in the pool. Anyway, the pool is haunted. So there are many different experiences that they have in the pool um, uh, in terms of seeing uh, the uh, ghosts and stuff like that in the pool. And they have some pretty near-death experiences. But the dad falls in first. So the pool sees what his dream is, you know, whatever. And then, long story short, they have this um, pool party. There's a slip and slide. And everybody is from the town is there. And the dad is now playing... Uh, uh, with one of the young, uh, one of the local kids playing chicken, the dad gets like a, you know, basically the ghosts of the pool get him. Anyway, what we find out is that the person that the pool possesses um, is the is the wish maker, and then they have to sacrifice somebody else to get their wish. Um, and the father was going to sacrifice the son because he's like the lesser of the kids. Anyway, the family helps to save the son and rid the dad of all of that. But the dad sacrifices himself to the pool to save his family. Um, and there's a whole sequence in there where the mom's doing research and finds this out through the mother who had previously lived there and sacrificed her daughter to save her sick son. Um, but the family still lives. In, in the end, the family stays in the house to protect anybody else from going into the pool. There's more about it there at the end. I know I went a little bit longer, but I feel like I needed to cap the night's But off. that was good. That's like yeah. the general gist of yeah. the movie. Yeah. That's the plot. Yeah. So. Oh, and it was built over a... Uh, Spring water thing? Like a spring. spring, a natural water, spring water thing that was basically a wishing well. Like, basically like a haunted wishing well, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Also, it's so, so random. But when Jamie was like, ready, set, go, I was like, ah ha ready, set, go. Because <laughs> <it's> also, um, <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't even say. The father's wish was that he could go back to play baseball and not have MS. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't even like say the wish. (laughs) But I mean, he was sick. So like, yeah, that's the wish. He's like, he (laughs) can do baseball again. Um, Fantastic. All right. Well, let's get into our first segment of likes and gripes. And Jamie, I have to hear (laughs) what you have to say immediately. (laughs) And now our likes and gripes. All right, I'm going to say my feelings based on a quote from the movie. Um, there's a scene in there during the uh, pool party scene when the realtor comes to the house, um, mm-hmm. and the the mom is asking the realtor, like, did something happen in this house beforehand? The realtor says, "Well, like, I didn't want to poo in the pudding." And yes. I'm sorry, but this whole movie is poo in the pudding. This is, yes. this was not good. This was, 
I wrote boring multiple times in my notes, at least two times. Boring, my notes, boring, <laughs> boring. My notes aren't very long, but like I, mm. I struggled. I do not fall asleep easily. I don't fall asleep in movies. It's only happened to me once and there may have been alcohol involved. I was going to say, was it alcohol? <laughs> I don't fall asleep. And it was also, it was the the last Star Wars movie, which was bad. Um, so mm. I don't fall asleep easily. I don't fall asleep watching movies at home in the movie theater. I didn't fall asleep watching this, but I, I struggled to stay awake because this movie was so boring. Nothing happens boring, in this movie. Boring, boring, boring. <laughs> this, there's... There, it's like not exciting at all. There's no tension whatsoever. The my my biggest gripe about this movie is like less so about it just not being scary, but I just felt like no one had any relationship with one another. Like again, I'm thinking about this from like a mental health and human behavior perspective, and like I didn't believe that the parents liked each other, that any of them liked their kids. The only relationship that I thought was most realistic was between the son and daughter. Like that felt, that felt the realest, but like, and I get that, you know, part of this is that the, the father, the baseball player, like always prioritized baseball and doesn't really understand like how to navigate having a family but it went beyond that where it was just like this cardboard person who just had no idea how to emote around other people and as somebody Mm -hmm. who like was on a team I just don't believe that like there has Mm -hmm. to be some ability to connect with people even if you're like I don't know how to raise kids but like you know how to interact with people you were you were in a team sport like I I just don't that was like so it was so hard to watch him interact with with his wife and and like mm-hmm. everyone in that movie so like that was really frustrating for me it just made it so much harder to watch and like even when they were like flirting in the pool it just like it felt so fake to me and i was like i i don't care what happens to this family like it just made me i just wasn't really invested in it even though they worked really hard to be like oh like you know he was a good baseball player and the family moved around to support his career and then like he gets sick and it's really sad and now they have to kind of like you know and now he's really struggling with like all of that sounds really interesting but for whatever reason it just wasn't compelling the way that it was presented just like wasn't interesting to me at all. And, and I, yeah, I just think a lot of it was like the performances just felt so lacking for me. Um, Mm -hmm. which I also thought was weird because the father, Wyatt Russell plays, uh, like the bad Captain America in the Falcon and Winter Soldier series. And I thought that Mm. he was really good in that. Um, some spoilers, he's, he doesn't play a great guy in it. So like, you know, seeing him take on this like kind of villainous role in another thing, I'm like, okay, I know that you're capable of, of being scary and like really like this, like foreboding energy of this like thing that's happening over time where you're getting like more and more obsessed with the pool and more and more like obsessed with like prioritizing your recovery over your family's needs. But I just didn't get any of that like actual, emotive, intense performance as, as I saw on that show. So like that just really disappointed me. I also, I didn't really like, what's her name? Carrie Condon. 
Yeah. I, I also and, kind of thought that she like just wasn't really delivering on like, you know, she, she has this one conversation with her daughter where, uh, in the movie, the, the father talks a lot about like, you know, playing baseball when his daughter was born and like what that meant to him. And then mm-hmm. you get the perspective from the mom where she was like, I was alone and I was terrified. And then like, you know, and then you were here and it was like amazing. Um, but even that, like that's supposed to be this like big emotional swell moment. And it's still just kind of like, was like, okay, (laughs) like, (laughs) I don't know. It just, I just feel like the, I don't know if it was like, just, no, please interrupt me. I'm just, no, well, I just wanted to ask, do you feel like it was a script thing or even like, if the script was bad, like the acting still didn't like the emotion still didn't translate for you. I feel like the emotions didn't translate. Cause again, I feel like the content is like interesting. It's like, you're getting this totally like from her perspective of giving birth and being alone, which I also was like, he was playing like a baseball game while she was like in labor. That's insane. Um, and, and so like, (laughs) that's a good gripe. That's, that's like insane. The way I look at it is so, Just a tiny tangent here for a second. I thought about the logistics of this. <laughs> yes. Okay. It seemed like he was playing for the Milwaukee Brewers. Okay. Okay. okay? So Milwaukee is in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and this movie takes place in Minnesota. So um, because he, they said something to me like the the the. The real estate agent said something to the effect when they were looking at the house, like, oh, are you going to, you know, bring your your bat to the Twin yes. Cities? Yeah, I remember that. Um, so my assumption, one, does it, do people have pools in Minnesota? Like, I know it's beautiful there in the summer, but like, is that enough time until it gets like crazy cold? Anyway, that's besides the <laughs> point. Um, so if he was playing for the Brewers, my assumption is they were living in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in the flashbacks, when he hits that massive home run that we find out was like when his daughter was being born, that seemed like it was a home game. So even if... She was rushed to the hospital and he thought he was going to take all. Let, let's say that he was still a good guy. And the second that she had to go, maybe she was like two weeks early or something like that. The second that that happens, like you, you'd think that they would pull him from a game and be like, you, you're done here. You have to go to the hospital. But like the fact that she was in labor, like waiting at the hospital w- would have been like maybe hours to minutes after this all happened. Like he still wouldn't be playing. He'd be rushing to the hospital. Like that whole, that also seems like a Milwaukee Brewers issue as well. Like how that, how that, <laughs> you should you know, take like, it up with them. Yeah. All of that just made him out to like, the story was supposed to be like, amazing like wow like the power of his kid helped him and like that's supposed to relate to the end where like he's gonna give up his own life for the kids and all Mm -hmm. of that but to me it was just like that doesn't make sense because you should have been at the hospital you piece of shit yeah exactly I, i also think like because part of the movie's theme is this idea of like love is sacrifice but i think that that's i think now that I'm like sitting with that as the theme, which really annoyed me while I was watching the movie, because I was like, no. And I was glad that that when the mom was like meeting with the the mom who lived in the house previously, and she was like, that, right. that doesn't make you don't make any sense, lady. Um, not at all. But I wonder if like you know she's viewing her husband not being there as this as this sacrifice because she loves him, and it's like you know you're not here with me, and I'm sacrificing like the time that you could be here while our daughter is born as a sign of love because like I I support your career, but again I think 
Maybe that's my own values, but I find that extremely problematic, which is why I think that the love is sacrifice theme doesn't make sense. It doesn't land for me because I think that that's problematic. And then once they get there at the end and they're like, yeah, this is stupid. And then he, he sacrifices himself, but it's, it, I feel like it's like different. It's at the point where it's like, okay, like this is the only way that we can actually save our kid. So, but all the other love is sacrifice stuff was like dumb because that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I also, this is maybe something separate that we can talk about or we don't have to, but I also got a feeling from this movie that it was kind of saying like, I, let me rephrase that. I don't think this movie earned the ending to say that a baseball player whose only purpose was baseball now refinding his purpose as like a father sacrificing himself. I don't think it earned saying that he was better off dying in the pool with MS than living a life with MS and taking care of his kids. I don't think the movie earned that as Mm. a character trait because Mm -hmm. I think I'm not like, and, and I think that his, his, I think that, on paper, a baseball player who has MS, who doesn't have purpose anymore, but has kids and is really struggling with all of those things. How am I going to take care of my kids? How am I going to provide for them? What is my purpose if I can't play the one thing that I only know how to do? Like all of that stuff, I don't think it earned the ending where like he's go, he would rat, you know, what I just said. I don't think right. it earned that, especially with the MS, um, you know, a plot device in there as Hmm. well. Um, That may be a separate conversation because I don't think it mattered if he had MS or not at the Hmm. end um, from a base level, but the movie does that. The movie introduces that the movie uses that. So it has to be kind of included in that conversation. Hmm. Um, And I don't think it's a bad thing that, that a character would make that decision about their own life and their own disease. I don't think that character and that screenplay earned that moment, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. It it just like happens. And I don't really feel like there was any significant growth between uh, for that character in particular that, which Mm -hmm. is again, I think goes back to like, I don't know, like at that point, maybe it's a script issue where like, we haven't really seen this like arc happening. We just see him continue to deteriorate and become worse and more obsessed with the idea of recovering and returning to his career and like not caring about what it takes to get that again. So for then to him, like throw up the entity and be like, Oh, duh, I have to sacrifice myself to stop this. It's like, Oh, like great. You learn, you learn something. I think, I don't know. It all just happened so fast and then it was done. So, and also like, then they just fill the pool and it's like, could we have not done this at an earlier time? Like that, if that is the resolution, um, a, I don't want to see any sequels to Night Swim because the pool has been closed. Um, yes. And <laughs> and B, like it, it, that just seems like too neat of a of a way to just like resolve this. Um, right. And and I know that I often say that like I want like a neat ending, but like this this just felt like silly. Um, yeah, because also, and this is in my gripes, like to go off of what you're saying, it's not clean. 
because it's not just the water from the pool, as they've said. This oh, yeah. is the water that's coming through the faucets. Well, here's so the thing. Unless Th- you do change your water explain source. explain this? No, what they is don't. The water that's source? an assumption. They don't. That's that, an assumption. The scene yeah. where, where like, the, the kids are alone in the house towards the end, yes. like, the third act, and the father is, like, trying to kill them, um, <laughs> and then the water just, like, spills itself out of, like, that did not make glass, any yeah. sense to me no. because no. it was never clear that all of this water is connected. The pool also, guy coming only yeah. says he literally only talks about the pool. He does yeah, not say yeah. anything about like your entire home's water source is all coming from the same thing. Yeah. Right. And also <clears throat> um, going to when uh, Carrie Condon's character visits the, uh, mother who used to live in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they back out of the driveway, when the husband is having like an episode, when they back out of the driveway to try and leave the house for good, he starts having an episode. Our assumption is that that entity that entered him cannot be far away from the water, from the mm-hmm. pool, yes. whatever it is to survive. T- totally got that. However, my my assumption, this is a leap. I'm, I'm not saying this is a plot hole. This is just a leap I'm making is that when she goes to visit the mother who's like on the oxygen or whatever it is, like my assumption is that that fountain that they keep showing is the pool water that she like took with her. Mm-hmm. But like that, again, that is not ever clear, clear. clear yeah. at all. No. I mean, I guess, like, because the water also turns, like, that same dark, scary color, uh, like, we're to assume that... (laughs) Yeah. We're to assume that that's what happens. Right, right. Um, Right. But, yeah, like, again, another thing that's not clear. Also, this movie had a really weak research, like, everything. Montage. Yeah, Yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, Like, watch, the the mom just goes to school and she's like, oh, I'm going to type on the school computer because I know this girl's name. But also, like, Google. Like, that's what Google is for. Once you have her name, you can Google her name anywhere. You don't have to Google it on the school. Like, what's the school going to have? She didn't finish school because she went missing. Like, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it just was such a half-assed research uh, yeah. montage. It was just really boring. I that also was another that, scene that bored me. That reason we'll, we'll talk about this too. But the them finding out about the mystery and the research sequence should have happened thirty minutes earlier. Yeah, mm. the the pacing of this movie was super weird. Um, yeah. And again, I think that led to like it not really having a lot of tension. Um, I also, I'm just generally very confused about the evil entity. Uh, it was very unclear to me. Like we saw several weird ghost things in the water. There was like Mm -hmm. a person with like, who was like skinny with long, scary hair. There was a, like a big bloated, naked, mostly naked man. Danny Um, DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> Brian turned to me in the middle of the movie and was like, that looks like Danny DeVito. And I, wow. I tried so hard not Fantastic. to laugh. Um, but like, <laughs> were, are, were those the entity? Were those uh, victims of the entity? Because then you see right. like all of these creatures at one point and you see the first missing girl. So like, I don't know if if the entity is the water itself and then like possesses the former victims to also like play a role it just 
it wasn't clear. And then when they explained about like the wishing well, it, that also was not clear. Yeah. It was not. Also, something else to mention is I what something that I liked about this movie is that oh. and something that I liked and didn't like about this movie oh. at the same time is that <laughs> I really liked those shots on the water where like it was very close to them and like they're looking around and like you would see things moving on the back. Yeah, that's why I did like that. Too. Yeah, I, I did like that. that. However, that doesn't make sense. Yes. yes. Because is it exactly. can these things go out of the water? That's Are they really in the water? what I said. Because yes. but what I did like is that when the people are under the water and they see somebody like outside of the water, like I like that because it's almost like the water is reflecting something different while you're under it. Yes. So like that makes mm, sense to mm-hmm. me. But That's when she's what I doing assume her- is how it works because you never see any entity. Well, I guess you see you- the entity like behind them when, or like you see the ghost people <laughs> behind people in the water, but you never see them when somebody is fully out of the water you and do. they're on the edge. No, you don't. Oh, so they were swimming. Well, they're always in the water. Yes, so like their vision the is always obscured mm-hmm. by some part of the water okay, when they do see fair. people out of the water. So I right. think that that's that was my understanding of like right. you only see it if you have you know your vision has been obscured. Sure, sure. I I I would have preferred something where like only looking through the water because in the opening sequence when the little girl falls in mm-hmm. something moves behind her um out there yeah yes. and then when what's her name is swimming and when like the daughter no well not even the daughter the, the mother mom. when oh, she's okay. like she that shot husband. where she's like breathing and yeah. i thought that was a cool shot where like mm. you're from her point of view like you know breathing to the side and whatnot like mm. but she's still her head is still out of the water when but she's i think doing it's that. because her wa- her eyes were in the water sure. that's yeah, that's yeah. I, you know i'm gonna throw right. this movie a real bone and just wow, say really, that like def- really <laughs> defending your favorite film of the year night swim <laughs> It's you know what right now it's the number one movie on my horror movie list of 2024 <laughs> because it's the only movie because it's the in my yeah, horror only movie, movie. Phase of 2024. Yes. Um, the last thing I'll say I do there was one like I had. Um, I also made the note Brian got jump scared by the scene in the trailer. Yeah, um, I did. that happened in the movie and that made me laugh. But the one – it didn't, like, get me, but I wasn't expecting it was when the daughter slips on the water and cuts herself yes. on the glass. I did yeah. think that that was yes. a good – like, an, an effective, um, like, scary moment. Um, but that's really the only moment that I thought was frightening in any way. Because I thought that moment was actually very clever. Mm-hmm, because when mm-hmm. something lands on the floor and people are barefoot around the pool and she was going to come back inside – all of us most likely assumed she was going to step on it. Yeah. But they kind of subverted your expectations by making her slip and mm-hmm. land on it with her arm hand. Yeah. Right. And that was what was really good about it. Yeah. That felt very James Wan-ish in some ways. The only yeah. time that my expectations were subverted this entire film. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> Which makes me think maybe the water, like, tripped her, you know? It was like, it, like, threw out the water yeah, leg. Yeah, totally. And then... I mean, the water can do oh anything. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, ma- it's literally magic water. Yeah. Anyway, those are my yeah. mostly gripes and one single like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you said mostly everything that I said, especially like the point that Brian made about the people being out of the pool, because mm-hmm. like, how, what are the rules for the entity? Like what we love the rules, rules, 
on this podcast. And it's like, when Brian, you were mentioning just like there were different people that were coming in attacking. But my thing too, to add to that was like, is the entity possessing these people that have already been sacrificed? But then why was the girl also helping? So like, she had a mind of her own to like help people, but like the rest of the sacrifice people were just like scaring others and bringing people down. So it's like, I don't understand like what's oh, sure, sure. happening in that sense of like, what is the purpose of these sacrificed peoples yeah. that we are seeing in, mm-hmm. in the thing? It's like, because they are also attacking folks as well as the little misty black watery thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was just confused about what was happening there. Um, I also never heard of Springwater Pool in general, so I was just like, that is just interesting to me. I didn't know that that was an actual thing. Uh, that, yeah. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Jamie is looking it up right now. Uh, um, Spring-fed <laughs> swimming pool. Please help. Oh, now I'm no. on like a pool. I'm on like a pool website of like, give me tips yes. on how to keep my, my pool clean. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, holy water. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Lots of it. Yeah. No wishing, no throwing. Okay. And then the connection between like, you know, they had the game of them throwing the coins in the pool and like trying mm-hmm. to get them. And then like the connection of like the wishing well and blah, 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 yeah. which I would not have put that together until the woman, the older woman who had sacrificed her daughter was like, oh it's God. like a wishing well. And I'm I like, I literally yeah. didn't no even sense. realize that until you just said that right now. <laughs> But it was just like, oh, totally I guess that's the connection head. with all the coins and, you know, throwing yeah. them in the water. Mm. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. whatever. Um, but my biggest gripe and the thing that I could not suspend my disbelief was how long they were holding their breaths underwater <laughs> throughout fair. that entire <laughs> thing. Totally fair. Totally 100% fair. agree with you. I was like, this has been a long period of time mm-hmm. in even in movie time, right? Mm-hmm. It, it was just like, no, this is too long for yeah. people to be underwater and like all these things are happening and all this stuff. Yeah. So we know that Tom Cruise can hold his breath for like what six minutes from that one mission yeah. impossible. Kate Winslet's movie. better though. Oh yeah. What oh. did she do? I don't like, know, but 10 for minutes the way in of Avatar? Water, something, something wild. Yeah. 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 So Wild. 10 minutes, Kate Winslet is our mask. Yes. But like they were in there for like, I don't know, far too long. I mean, because they you have to go, you know, past the pool depth, yeah. right? And how does that work? the thing. And then how did that work? How did that like, work? Because sometimes it comes out of the drain, but then sometimes you're just like magically deep, deep in the pool. Else. Somewhere You're in the deep. sunken place. You're in the sunken place. <laughs> exactly. Where you, where is up? And then the girl oh. has to tell you, like, this is where you go. Like, and that's why way. that image didn't work for me because I had seen it already in in Get Out, that sunken place exactly. type of image. Mm, like it didn't yes. strike in a more effective way because it was not original or new. It was copied. Hmm. No. Um, yeah, that's, that is a great point because that is like almost shot for shot image of yeah. like looking up. Just and, as and a seeing, visual. Yeah. I, I understand yes, that it's is. a pool and there's not a ton of stuff that you could do to kind of recreate something like that. But I think right. that you can. And I, I like that first time when she when she when she's at the bottom of the pool and she kind of sees like this like black hole, if you will. That was mm-hmm. more interesting to me than the other image, even though it was more striking with like just that like very bright blue of the pool while she's in this black place. Black right. space was interesting, but so. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a, a lot of like, like the, the whole concept 
of like what it's, it, I think it was just too much of a hat on a hat on a hat type thing. Of oh, like, so I wrote that. I was going to quote you. Oh, great. That's what, that, that's what this movie is to me. So much is yes. happening and nothing, and, it, and all of it is half-assed. And all of it is half-assed because I'm down with like a magical pool entity, but then like, I don't need the creatures down there. Mm-hmm. It's like, let the pool, like work its pool magic with the black little mist and like that yeah. be that. Or if there is like one monster, like let there be one monster. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and not and like, have it be all these like people and and then the idea of a wishing well on top of like, yeah. And but, then let the entity be the one thing like you said and let all yes. those mon- those other lost souls be like make them more emotionally charged where like they yes. don't want you to join them or something yeah, like that. Like exactly. make all of them like the girl where those ghosts are trying to like lift you up as opposed to the one, I don't know. It could have been cleaner for sure. I agree well, with you. And, and to your point, that's exactly like uh, the insidious movies, right? What's the purgatory place where it's like, there's an area where there are ghosts that are like trying to help you like yeah, get yes, out. Yes. But then there are like the ones that like want you to stay. The further. And, the further, the further, thank you. Yes, the yeah. further. So it's just like, yeah, if these are people who are victims, like let them be victims and let them be the ones that try to help you through, which is why, like I said, it didn't make sense with the little girl, uh, Rebecca, trying to like get the boy in yeah. the first scene, but then like helps them at the end. Like that makes no sense. Especially yeah. because the people who die in the pool aren't the possessed ones. Right, exactly. Yeah. So they're it's not the, controlled by the entity. But if and if they are, it's not explained, obviously. Mm-mm. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Right. Um, I also did not like the CGI in a lot of the pool effects when people were yeah. underwater. I thought that mm-hmm. was awful. I really was disappointed when I saw the first uh, creature coming after. I think it was what the daughter. Uh, when you first see like an image of a a person, like you mean Danny DeVito. I, I guess, yeah. I, I don't even remember what it looked like. I just saw it and was like, I don't like it. It <laughs> so reminded it just, me of the the bloated ghost from Talk to Me. That was what I was mm, thinking of like the whole mm-hmm. time. Sure. Yeah. And Danny DeVito. And Danny and DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> well, I didn't like his appearance. Sorry, Danny DeVito. Uh, I don't love your work in this particular thing. Um, <laughs> and. Oh <my> <laughs> But I again like I liked the slip and fall on the glass. I put that. I mm-hmm. liked the pool lights flickering and the people in the background because there were mm-hmm. some moments where they were kind of even like by the house and walking around when yeah you see the people and I thought that was um, pretty cool. Uh, my favorite quote from this is I think it's hotter that he's Christian. It's primitive. <laughs> Laughed. <laughs> I didn't Fantastic. understand. Yeah, I didn't understand like what. What was the point of making him Christian? Was it just None. to make those two jokes? Because yeah, like it didn't literally. make any sense. What have been interesting is if somebody who is baptized goes into the pool, nothing Ooh. happens to them. You know what I mean? But like that that I just made that up now. That's yeah. clearly not what they wanted. Also, right, right, right. you know what the joke that ends that scene where she's freaking out and he's like, Oh, I'll, he's like, Oh, the, the the gate is locked. Like it's supposed to be funny. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, but that, like, that, I was like, uh, maybe that'll come back. They can't get out because the gate is locked or something. But I was like, and then it was like, no, it was just a dumb like punch joke. up joke that like tried to button that scene yeah. that like totally misread that scene. Like exactly, you know. Uh, 
Yeah. I'm, I mean, no, I, I agree. I think that there was no need for that at all. Just like, if she wants, if you want her to have a love interest, like, okay, just like let her have a love interest. And he d- disappears after the pool party. He's not exactly. In the movie. He doesn't even come back and like help or like no. if when the dad's freaking out, like comes and saves her mm-hmm. or like nothing. It's just yeah. Ugh, yes. Um, and literally the last thing that I put was this was produced by James Wan question mark question mark well he Aquaman this he's very into water right now okay 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 yeah, that's I fine don't... I mean Jamie yeah. and I are water signs so like cool right but, right mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah and the, the burying the pool thing that was also not a great idea because like where's the water coming from like you guys said but also like they're gonna die eventually and like someone might be like there's a pool underneath here and like the thing starts back up right. again and then like here we are again with the same thing. So like that just didn't feel, uh, right. But yeah, not, not the best. I think that's not great, Bob. Not great. (laughs) Brian. All right. I'm going to start with my gripes and then I'll, I'll, I'll end on my likes just to Mm. keep the spirit. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, like you both said, I agree. The pacing was slow. It took too long to get to the mystery. Uh, there were no scares and the events before there were just too, there were too many, instances of seeing it and it wasn't good enough you know what i mean um those scenes the tension wasn't good enough to to justify having the discovery of like the little girl dying and doing the poor the the bummer of a research seems so late into the movie um no tension was built into those you know blumhouse does do jump scares pretty well overall in general like that's one thing that their their movies at least have one really good one um but this didn't really build to anything and the one that got me was pure music you know what i mean like pure Mm -hmm. sound effect um gripe they would have never have stopped searching for that cat if they were real mm. pet owners who love their pets, that the searching for the cat would have been in almost even I mean, even if the son says like, hey, did Cider come back today? Like after right. coming back from school, like that didn't feel real. But you families, especially if the collar is off, mm-hmm. like you like that, that's 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 a part of your family. The kid yes. loves that cat like that wouldn't I just didn't believe that. Also, why um, wasn't and, that sacrifice enough? Right, you took the cat. If the, if yeah. the water took the cat, like why? Why does it need more? Point. Yeah. Also, when he was trying to again, this is all part of my rules. Why this need rules? When the father was being possessed and trying to drag that other kid down, would that other kid have been the sacrifice? He why clearly says enough? that it chose totally. the son. So it's yeah, like which, you that's the only rule that we're getting now. But that doesn't but like make sense. all of these other kids are and and people yeah. are like being pulled into it. So like what? Oh, also so under my rules list, I have what exactly <laughs> what Jamie said. Who what how does the water work? Like who controls it all? Is it all the faucets? Is it everything? Is all the water coming from that? That's fine. Um you have to be near the water, I guess. The mother bringing the fountain, all that that we talked about already. Um was there one bad ghost? Like it didn't make sense. But here's another one that we didn't even touch on at all. He has that weird rhyme about the pool he's like you know when he's like sick and he's just like you know the pool is cool and and soothing oh yeah yeah it's like like (laughs) like like that was a weird thing because like it's not like the little yeah the the pool pool. is cool go to school you know like i don't know (laughs) it was super super weird that like 
you know, like in some other movies, like, you know, one, two, you know, like Freddie's song and stuff like that, like mm-hmm. comes back. It's one, a thing. One, two, the-, the pool's coming for you. Exactly. So that was another thing. Um, the research red scene rum, was, red yeah, Red Rum. Too much was happening. The baseball storyline was too convoluted. Like in terms of the flashbacks and him batting when his daughter was being born and then like him making the videos and trying to get back into it. Like they needed to streamline it. They needed to choose one thing um there um uh, i got into the leaving the kid the real estate agent if the kid was missing and the kid went missing at that house i i my assumption is you have to disclose that in the history of the of the house of the place yes even though i don't believe i believe the script and the character the way it's presented that she didn't find out until afterwards that's fine in real life that probably would have been in the history of the house maybe i'm wrong i don't know but that's mm-hmm. something that would be there um, yeah. uh, I, 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 you know, I take that back a little bit now because maybe the mom didn't report it, but she did. If if they found the missing persons report, that's weird. That's also another thing. Hmm, if the mom go. knew, would they report? That was a that was a weird thing there. Um, um, the focus on the family dynamic. I thought was more interesting if they had leaned into that more. If it was a, if they had really focused on it being a wishing well and the family dynamic, a lot of that could have paid off. Like him, like having these flashbacks of like he's like, oh wait, I do love my kids. Like that didn't work for me at all. Um, but my <laughs> biggest pet peeve, my biggest gripe of this whole movie, is if somebody brought. I can't even imagine bringing a full watermelon. Not cut, <laughs> and then having the host cut it. Cut the watermelon. It's a house you know party, and you bought show a, watermelon? Yeah, a watermelon. Show up empty-handed at that point. Yeah. <laughs> at that point, and if Ooh. you're going to have the host cut the watermelon, make it tense like the dark and the wicked where they might cut their fingers off and that wasn't there at all but like if somebody came to my house for a pool party and brought a watermelon and said (laughs) hey um can you cut this up and didn't even offer to help and be like the fuck are you doing here one two i would also my house (laughs) if i brought a full watermelon to somebody's house like like pool party i would absolutely be like i didn't have time to cut it i'm so sorry like pass me a knife at a cutting board i'll cut it up like i don't want to like i would offer Mm -hmm. and like and and maybe they cut the scene where she's like oh let me cut it like oh no you're a guest let me cut it like that's fine but you don't bring a full watermelon you don't well and and the weird thing is that it didn't seem like anyone thought that was weird it was just kind of like oh yeah thanks for this thanks for this watermelon like i appreciate it great great housewarming gift thanks (laughs) scene yeah like there wasn't a scene of the mother being like what the fuck or you know even having like a look of like what is going on everyone was just like yeah this is totally normal thank you for the watermelon yeah and as bad as the night swim movie is as awful as all of it is this is my number one pet peeve yeah yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. Excellent. I'll take it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so here are my likes about this movie. My first like is I really liked the credits, the 80s vibe credits. I thought that mm. was super cool. Um, I wish the movie had leaned more into 
the 80s vibe of it all, like the camp and the silliness mm. of it. Um, but I did like that. I really, I actually, even though the the rules were confusing and, and non-existent, I really did like the Carrie Condon saving the sun sequence. With I really like the cleverness of like breathing through the hose that she tied to the diving board, even though obviously like she was down there for much longer and you know, it's mm-hmm. magical. It's fine. But I really liked that whole thing. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was beautiful. I thought mm-hmm. it was really fun. Um, like in terms of like the little girl dropping the coin and it flipping the other way. I thought that was super cool out of context, like just like a yeah, five yeah. minute thing. I thought that was nice. Um, I really like that all these people potentially got paychecks in which they could buy a house with a pool. Um, that's what I also like. Um, Get your money. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked the slipping on the glass, like Jamie mentioned. Mm-hmm. And um, I also, this is so stupid, but one of the things I actually liked about Night Swim is that there were plenty of Night Swims. Like it, it, it was, you know, like there was, there was, you know, you can consider the opening sequence a night swim. You, when the mom is out there swimming, when the mm-hmm. girl and her boyfriend are swimming, when he's out there at like three in the morning swimming or whatever it is, there's, and, and there's so many night swims in this that like, I, at least it earned its name night swim. Like if I'm going to say <laughs> one many, nice thing. How many night swims do you feel like justify the night swim title? Realist, so you could look at the Night Swim title one of two ways. You could say, like, Night Swim, like, somebody goes out there every night and swims. It's a routine. It's my Night Swim. Or it's one singular Night Swim, like, like, like the beginning of Jaws, like mm, yes. one Night Swim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that I needed at least, I think the under over for Night Swims before going in would have been 2.5. Mm, okay. And, and we got over that. Yeah. But I think yeah. I would have been fine with two night swims. Okay. If they were really well edited, executed night swims, I would have been fine with two. But because all the night swims in this weren't that great, I think you needed more to justify the calling this night swim. You needed quantity over quality in that instance. In in this instance, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Got and it. that has been night swim syntax of Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That is fantastic. Um, okay, anyone else have? Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, I have one last thing. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> My one last thing for Night Swim um, is, uh, um, okay, the weird thing about Night Swim is that I did not like this movie, obviously. Um, and, and And that's like one side of it. But the other side of it is, if I had Night Swim on VHS... In the 90s, in my basement, where, like, you had all the, like, weird VHS movies, like, you don't even know how it got into your collection, I probably, as, like, a 13-year-old, would have, 12-year-old, would have watched Night Swim a hundred times and totally loved it. But, you know, if I watch it later as an adult, I would have been Mm -hmm. like, whoa, what the heck was I thinking? It just, like, fits into that weird category of, like, 90s VHS basement movies that I probably would have liked out of nostalgia because like that's all we had in the basement doesn't make it a better movie but I think it's interesting and the end credits with that 80s vibe got me thinking about that um 
But it's weird that this movie is so bad, but also has that weird, like, 90s VHS nostalgia vibe to it, even though it's not really going for that. I don't know if that makes sense at all. That's not mm-hmm. making it a better movie. I'm not defending this movie at all. But that was for something sure. that kind of came up in my uh, in my in my mind. But I can totally understand that. I mean, like, and and what your expectation is as like a thirteen year old yeah. like, is different. So I can see this being something that someone could like as a as a young person, but then realize like it's not it's not yeah. right. It's not fully fleshed but- out. But realistically, I don't know if that's true, even though I'm undercutting my whole statement, because <laughs> it's there's nothing – there's no one moment in this movie that you would want to rewatch over and over again on VHS. So maybe For I'm sure. wrong. Yeah. I, anyway. Yeah. You were trying, and that's okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Anyone else have anything else to say for likes and gripes before we move on? No. All mm-hmm. right. Let's get into our next section, mm, Brains. <sighs> That's the rejection. (laughs) Obsessed. Okay, Jamie, my first question to you uh, is how can you cultivate an environment where kids don't feel like they have to follow in your path or live up to the career that you have achieved? And I'm just thinking of the little boy trying to play baseball and like the girl who was succeeding in sports, but you know, like, and the parents saying like, yeah, like go for it, but also it's okay if you're not good at it, but like, you know, how can you make them feel like it's okay? You don't have to do what I'm doing. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good question. Cause like, I think, um, there's, or like I imagine as a, as a non-parent and someone that doesn't work like directly with kids, I can Mm -hmm. imagine for parents wanting to cultivate like a sense of independence for their children is really important. And I think it's like, you know, allowing, allowing kids to kind of dictate their own interests and, and just exploring like, Oh, like, why are you interested in this thing? And maybe it is like, I I know when I was a kid, I very much was like, Oh, I want to like do what my dad does. Like I was like, Oh, my dad's a lawyer. I want to be a lawyer when I grow up. And then I was like, Oh, that's a terrible idea. Let me, let me change my mind real quick. Um, but like there was this moment where I was like really into that idea. And I think that like, you know, that comes more from like, what, what do I get? Not that there's anything wrong with being a lawyer. Um, but like for me, it's like, what, what's the motivation behind this? And I think that like, even I realized for myself as a kid, like, okay, I don't think I actually like this thing for me. I like it because like, I know I like my dad and I like, you know, like the person that he is and like maybe want to be like him, but that doesn't Mm. necessarily mean that this thing is, needs to be my thing. Um, And I think that like in early stages of like child development, there's like a lot of this, uh, you know, like not resistance to authority, but just like, push back against some of that, like the, the parent child stuff and like trying to figure out more of who they are. I think that that independence in, in kids through adolescence into like young adulthood, like is a long process. And so while this kid Mm. was still really young and like looking to impress his dad, 
you know, I, I think that like you can kind of view the relationships in this maybe as like influencing why he might have been more interested in pursuing baseball as opposed to the daughter because like it definitely seemed like the daughter had a better relationship with the dad despite what right. I said about the relationships in the beginning. Um, hmm. And and so maybe that's why she didn't feel the need to have to do like baseball or softball or whatever because like yeah. she felt secure in that relationship and maybe the son didn't and like felt like that was that was the way that he would like build a deeper relationship with his father. So I think also it's like how are parents showing the their like unconditional love and support for their children that's not dependent on like what interests and values and hobbies they want to explore. Um, for sure. So I think that's – I think it's like supporting your kids' interests regardless of like if it's something that's for you um, and like just getting excited about that, which helps – I think build confidence and self-esteem and mm-hmm. that also helps build the relationship. So that's, that's some of what that makes me think of. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Uh, well, my last question I just want to ask is uh, along the lines of the relationships that you were talking about within the family. And I just want you to talk or speak on if you thought it was believable that those kids, after they had their experiences with the pool, uh, their, you know, the pool, the pool, <laughs> their, you know, experiences, if they wouldn't tell their parents. And I ask this question because we talk a lot about kids parenting the parents. Mm-hmm. And the reason that this movie gives that the kids are not going to say anything about the pool is because they see that their parents are happy in this new house and they don't want to leave. And so they're just going to, you know, keep this to themselves and uh, just to make the parents happy. Do you think that that was like a believable type of situation of like kids doing that? I I do believe that because I I think that like the way – again, like – the, the kids' relationship was the most believable, and it did feel real when the older sister was like, you know, mom and dad are finally happy here. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we've decided that we're going to be, like, stable and plant roots here. If we tell them this, that's going to uproot us once again and create more chaos, and, like, who knows how that's going to affect mom and dad. Um, and also the daughter is really aware of the impact that, like all of the moving and everything has had on the mom, like her, Mm -hmm. she's just very perceptive. And I do think that kids are super perceptive and are able to pick up on those things as much as parents might try to like hide some of those points of tension and conflict in relationships. I think that kids are very observant, very smart and do pick up on those things. And I think that there is a, like there could be situations where kids feel pressure to not say something or like, you know, this is kind of taking a turn, but like also if someone else within that dynamic is telling them not to say something for a particular reason, I think kids are, because kids are vulnerable and like, yes, you know, depending on the relationship to someone else telling them, Hey, don't tell mom and dad this thing. I do mm-hmm. absolutely think that, that kids would withhold pieces of information because they're worried they're going to get in trouble for sharing this thing. They're worried there's going to be a negative consequence right. for sharing this thing. And so then, then they withhold and, and, um, yeah. So I, I actually do think that was believable surprisingly. 
<laughs> Surprisingly, the the <laughs> one uh, people peopling in this movie moment, mm-hmm. yes, between the the children. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. That's all that I got. Do we want to Rotten Tomatoes this? Yeah, Rotten let's Tomorten. do that. Rotten to Morton. It's the Rotten Tomatoes game. <laughs> All right. We are going into Rotten Tomatoes mode. What do you think Ooh. this movie has on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, Jamie, let's start with you. Um, <laughs> 27. Oh, shit. <laughs> Nikisha? Uh, 47. This has a 26% Whoa! on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh my, oh my god! Happy uh, New Year, Jamie. Yeah. Wow. And, but it has no critics' consensus. Oh, Wait, what? Oh, however, Nikisha, the audience score is 44%. Interesting. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Okay, um, I see it. What do you think this has on Letterboxd? Again, that is between... Uh, that is between that's up to five with decimal points. One point four. Jamie. I'm gonna say like uh, I'm gonna go like a flat two point oh. Two point one. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Jamie's in it to win it. Uh I mean, yes. I gave it the one and a half. So I yeah. I wasn't feeling particularly highly that it was going to have a, a high leather box score. There's yeah. some good ones on here. Jamie's review is, this movie reminded me of why I don't want a house with a pool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another great one is, I'd shit water more interesting than this movie. <laughs> Someone wrote, I wish there was more swimming. Oh. <laughs> was I watching a horror movie or a baseball biopic? Because it sure oh. felt like a weird baseball biopic. <laughs> I see that. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Wow. Should we do uh, the four S's? Yes. Yeses. <laughs> Skull, scare, shakes, and suggestions. The talking horns, four S's. <laughs> all right. The four S's stand for skulls, scares, shakes, and suggestions. Skulls is how well this movie handled mental health and human behavior, one through ten. Scares is how scary was it, one through ten. Shakes is how much will you remember this This is a one and done. Uh, And then suggestions, what would you suggest? Uh, uh, Jamie, let's start with your numbers. Sure. For skulls, I gave this a three um, because people at least – learned once they saw something creepy in the water to not go back in the water. Yes. And that's Agreed. that's the most amount of brains that I think yeah. anyone in this movie has. For scares, <laughs> I'm going to give it a one for the one scene where the daughter slips and gets the glass in her sure. hand. Um, nothing else was scary in this movie at all. <laughs> for shakes, I'm giving this a two – uh, I don't see myself even remembering that I saw this movie when we do our 2024 wrapped. Um, so, uh, Maybe. I'm glad that I added it to, uh, I made a new list for 2024 and I'm going to try to be better about adding them as soon as I see them because I know I'm not going to remember this movie. Sure. <laughs> Nikisha. 
Uh, Skulls, I gave it a four as well. Well, similar to what Jamie said of like the people right. bullying thing. Uh, scares, one. It's not scary at all. And shakes, yeah, I'll give it a two. I need to write this down now so I can remember. <laughs> yeah. <that I> <laughs> uh, I gave this also a three for Skulls, a one for Scares, and a two for Shakes. I would never suggest this to anyone. The only reason I'll remember this movie and talk about it again is potentially on my bottom five at the end of this year. This was mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah. Like without having seen anything else this year, like this was that bad, especially because like Carrie Condon was just in Banshees of Inisherin and she was so good. Wyatt Russell is very good. I enjoy him. It's Kurt Russell's son who's playing him as a young person in Monarch. I thought that like like this was just a pure disappointment across the board. Yeah. Um um there. I mean especially because last year I'm going to go into my suggestions because mm. last year, the first movie of the year was the Blumhouse, you know, our girl, my girl and yours, Megan. Yeah. Regan. Like, so I'm going to say like, you want a good way to start off the year. Watch Megan again. Even yeah, if you yeah. go with the unrated. Um, also, there are two <coughs> TV episodes with pools. <laughs> um, there is the Bewitchin' Pool, which is the last episode of the original Twilight Zone series. Ooh. About these kids who basically like can go to the bottom of the pool and come up on the other side um, at another place. And then there's the Tale of Dead Man's Float, which is season five, episode one of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. There's that pool episode. Also, like, Jennifer's body's got a good pool scene. It Follows Ooh. has a good pool scene. Watch yes. a movie with a good pool scene. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, good. That aligns with uh, my suggestion, which is if you want a better movie about swimming and, and featuring pools, watch Swim Fan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good one. I need to watch that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I took my suggestion from uh, Bloody Disgusting because they were like, if you want a movie that features the father attacking a family, watch The Shining. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Duh. That's, yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't need that. Like, that whole the father attack, like, all that stuff. Like, I was more invested in, like, the I, I wasn't invested at all in this movie. But, like, <laughs> I definitely was more in the mood for, like, how do we survive this pool attacking us? But I do understand the plot dynamic or the plot point where like if it's just in the pool just leave so i understand why like someone had to get possessed to keep everybody so like they can't I, leave I, yeah. I get that plot point but like i don't know not not for me hmm. i get it fantastic well i think that wraps up our episode i was about to say swim fan wow <laughs> night swim <laughs> you can follow us on all the social medias tiktok instagram uh twitter at talk horror pod pod and brian where can they listen to us you can listen to us wherever you get podcasts so of course you can find us on youtube hi youtube what's up uh, you can find us on Spotify and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us there. Five stars, please. And, and thank, thank you. Thank you. Jamie, what's the, what's the quote? Uh, the I didn't want to poo in your pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Just so not good. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah. We'll end with that. Poo, yeah. poo in the pudding. Poo, poo, poo. In, the poo in the pudding. Poo, poo, poo. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.